no deposit, no return. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great honor and glory. You created all things. <clears throat> Amen. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with the Lord's Prayer. Let's gear up, lock and load, and get ready to go to the heavenlies of heavenlies, into the, to the dimension where the Father lives, into the kingdom of God, and enjoy our existence here by the tools, the wisdom, the talents, and the joys that God has given us to for this world. He's a fair God. It's a fair fight, folks. We have all the arsenal, all the equipment, everything. We are more than conquerors through Christ that strengthens us. He is our strength. He is our love, our strength, our developer, our union. Once we praise him, we're unionized, if you may, with him. Unionized with Christ Jesus in unity with the Lord his wisdom, his talents, his joy. Let's pray the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our wrongs as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. All glory and honor and power unto the Lord God, who created all things. Amen. Our scripture for this morning is Psalm 112, verses 1 and 7, that says, Blessed is the man or woman that fears the Lord, that delighted greatly in his words, in his commandments. He or she, they will not be afraid of evil news. Their hearts are fixed, trusting in the Lord. Our hearts are fixed. Heavenly Father, we give our hearts over to you, Lord God. Jesus Christ, we give our hearts into your hand, Lord. And that you may fix it, Lord. Fix it for your glory. Fix, fix our hearts for your honor. Fix our hearts for your devotion. Fix our hearts that there'll never be a problem again, Lord God. That all the learning, we act on the wisdom now. We act on the knowledge now. And it's you, your leading, Lord. You care for us. We thank you for caring for us. Thank you for holding our hearts in your hands. Coupling them, Lord. In your name we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. No deposit, no return. Article by Kenny Copeland. Are you ready to face a crisis? Don't wait until one hits to find out. Prepare yourself now. That's what a couple of my partners did. They faced a situation that would have made many people panic. But when the crisis hit, their hearts were so deeply established on the word of God that their first response was not one of fear, but of faith. What affected me most when I heard their testimony was one particular phrase they kept using. No deposit, no return. No deposit, no return. What they meant by that was that if you don't take the time to deposit the word in your heart now, 
It won't be there later when you need, really need it. You'll end up in a crisis with only doubt and unbelief instead of the faith and power you need to see you through in a situation like the one this couple faced. That could be deadly. You see, their two-year-old son has suffered a fall that had cracked his skull and critically injured his neck. He had no feelings in his arms and legs and was unable to move. Yet, as they rushed him to the emergency room, a great sense of peace rested on them. Rather than crying with fear, they prayed in faith and declared, By Jesus' stripes, our son is healed. Sure enough, within hours, their boy was totally restored. Even the x-rays verified the fact that a miracle had taken place. What's important to understand about that story is this. The victory was not won when the damage to the little boy's body disappeared. It was won all during the days and weeks and months before when his parents were listening to sermons, tapes, studying the Word of God, praying in the Spirit, taking time of devotional time. It was won because these people had spent time building a foundation on the Word so that when this storm came, they were able to stand. Now is the time for you to build a rock-solid foundation. Don't wait around until you're faced with a crisis. Get the word in your heart in abundance now, so when you really need it, it will flow out in power. Remember, no deposit, no return. Start making those precious deposits today. Amen. And now we're going to read... Psalm 14, then Psalm 112, the spiritual ignorant fool has said in his heart, there is no God, they are corrupt, they have committed repulsive and unspeakable deeds, there is no one who does good, the Lord has looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who act wisely, who truly seek after God, longing for His wisdom and guidance. Woohoo! They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Have all the workers of a wickedness and injustice no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread? And do not call upon the Lord. There they tremble with great fear, for God is with the consistently righteous generation. You evildoers shamefully plan against the poor, but the Lord is his refuge safely. Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. When the Lord restores his captive people, then Jacob will rejoice and Israel will be glad. Psalm 112. Prosperity of the one who fears the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who fears the Lord with all inspiring reverence and worships him with obedience, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. 
the generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous, upright and right standing with God. It is well with the man who is gracious and lands. He conducts his affairs with justice. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting, confidently relying on and believing in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear while he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked will see it and be angered. He will gnash his teeth and melt away in despair and death. The desire of the wicked will perish and come to nothing. Psalm 148. The whole creation invoke to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His host armies. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all stars of light. Praise Him, high as heaven, and the waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters and all deeps, lightning and hail, snow and fog, stormy wind fulfilling His orders, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged birds, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and virgins, all men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted and supreme. His glory and majesty are above the earth and heaven. He has lifted up a horn for his people, giving them strength, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence. Praise for all his godly ones, for the people of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Greetings, family. Reading from Streams in the Desert for December the 14th. Ten days till Christmas, folks. Ten days. One of his disciples said to him, 
Lord, teach us to pray. He said to them, when you pray, say, your kingdom come. Luke 11, 1 and 2. Your kingdom come. This article is by Dr. Francis, Francis and says, When one of the disciples said, Teach us to pray, the Lord raised his eyes to the far horizon of his Father's world. He brought the ultimate goal of eternal life together with everything God desired to do in the life of humankind and packed it all into a powerful prayer that followed these words. This, then, is how you should pray. And what a contrast between his prayer and what we often hear today. How do we pray when we follow the desires of our own hearts? We say, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. Mine, 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 mine. Bless my family, my church, my city, and my country. We start with those closest to us and gradually move outward, ultimately praying for the expansion of God's kingdoms throughout the world. Our Master's prayer, however, begins where we end. He taught us to pray for the world first and our personal needs second. Only after our prayers have has covered every continent, every remote island of the sea, every person in the last hidden tribe, and every desire and purpose of God for the world are we taught to ask for a piece of bread for ourselves. Jesus gave himself for us and to us paid a holy and precious price on the cross. After giving his all, it is too much for him. Is it too much for him to ask us ask us to do the same thing? No man or woman will ever amount to anything in God's kingdom or ever experience any of his power until this lesson of prayer is learned. That Christ's business is the supreme concert of life, and that all of personal considerations, no matter how important or precious to us, are secondary. Dr. Francis. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Let's pray for all the continents in the world. Heavenly Father, we pray for the continents of the world. Lord, for their salvation, for their, for their welfare, for their care. Lord, you love each and every one everyone all over the continents. Father, in Asia, in Africa, Australia, all over the continents of South America, Mexico, Canada, United States. Lord, we just pray for every soul in every land and water and air that's there right now, Lord. Every Every soul in the whole world, Lord, and any astronauts, we pray for their souls. And Lord, we just thank you for their salvation and their care, that you love them so much. Thank you, Father, that you're everywhere at once, omnipotent, omni-emission, is it? And love, ratatatat, to all of us, Father. We thank you for the coverage. We thank you for being our daddy. Thank you, Father, that your kingdom come. Your kingdom, Lord, is good, merciful, kind, sweet, and resourceful. Thank you that we are under your kingdom through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. 
We made it. We said, yes, we made it through, Lord. And we are now new creatures in Christ Jesus. Our daddy, father, loves us and cares for us and has provided and he is cheerful to give us the kingdom. Thank you, Father, for your kingdom, your supplies and your kingdom come, your storehouses come, Lord, for our needs. And we thank you for that, the creator of the earth, most powerful, all powerful, all loving and kind, our Father God. Your will be done, Lord. Your design be done in our lives and the lives of the billions of people around the world as it is in heaven, as the blueprint in heaven is established. Now, give us today, give the people their daily bread. Give the people that need you, Lord, their daily bread, their nourishment, their love, their acknowledgement, Lord God. Give them their strength, Lord. Give them their strength, Lord. Give them their wisdom, their sanctification, their holiness, Lord. Give them redemption, we ask in Jesus' name. And give them their daily bread as you give us our daily bread. And forgive them of their trespasses, Lord, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive them of their trespasses and forgive us, Lord. Forgive everybody. Lord, and help us to say yes to Jesus, to his salvation, Lord. Lord, keep us from the evil one, Lord, and keep us from temptation. Deliver us, Lord, we pray. Deliver us, Father, from nonsense living, from non-productive lives. Deliver us, Lord, from bad habits. Straighten us out, Lord, and give us your kingdom, your, your diligence, your efficiency, your strength, your wisdom, your skills, and your knowledge, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let it be and begin with us, Lord. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. All the glory, all the power, and honor goes to you. Amen. Further reading on one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said to them, when you pray, say, your kingdom come. Now, again, when Robert Moffat, the 19th century Scottish explorer and missionary to South Africa, was once asked to write a young lady's personal album to write in, he wrote these words. My album is a savage chest where fierce storms brood and shadows rest. Without one day of light to write the name of Jesus there, and see the savage ball in prayer and point the worlds and point to worlds more bright and fair. This is my soul's delight. His kingdom will never end. Luke one thirty three. Or as an old Moravian version says, his kingdom shall have no frontier. Missionary work should never be an afterthought of the church because it is Christ's forethought. Henry Jackson Van Dyke. Amen. The word of the Lord. All right, let's go ahead and move on to December 15th, Trust in Him. The word trust is the heart of faith and is the Old Testament word given to the infant or early stages of faith. 
the word faith conveys more an act of the will, while the word belief conveys an act of the mind or intellect, but trust is the language of the heart. The words faith and belief refer more to a truth believed or to something expected to happen. Trust implies more than this, for it is for it sees and feels and it leans on those who have a great living and genuine heart of love. Therefore, let us trust also in him. Through all the delays, in spite of all the difficulties and in the face of all the rejection we encounter in life, and in spite of all our feelings and evidence to the contrary, and even when we cannot understand our way or our situation, we may still trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. The way will open, our situation will be changed, and the end result will be peace. The cloud will finally be lifted, and the light of eternal noonday will shine at last. Trust and rest when all around you puts your faith to string it test. Trust. Lean no fear. Let no fear or foe confound you. Wait for God and trust and rest. Trust and rest with heart abiding like a birdling in his nest, underneath his feathers hiding. Pull your wings and trust and rest. <clears throat> Amen. We tr Let's pray. We trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We lean on the Father. We glory in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We rejoice in the sanctification of our redemption. We thank you, Father, that we trust and obey. There is no other way. We praise you and we thank you for orchestrating our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And now for re reading of Limitless Love, December 14. Bum, 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 I'm flipping towards these new pages. Tell I haven't been on reading these. All right, this, this book is by Gloria and Kenny Copeland. This particular article is by Gloria. Make an active effort to be kind. Proverbs twenty four seventeen says, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord sees it, and it is, it is depleased, and it depleases him, displeases him. Rejoice not when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord sees it, and it displeases him. Proverbs twenty four seventeen. The Bible tells us that God has good will toward men, Luke two fourteen, And if we're going to walk in his love, we will have good will toward them too not just towards the one who are nice to us and do what we like, but to those who have done wrong. We won't allow ourselves the fleshy luxury of hoping someone will hurt them the same way they hurt us. And we certainly won't rejoice when we hear that we're falling upon hard times. 
the Bible says God is displeased with that kind of attitude. He'll disapprove it if he sees us rejoicing over the calamity of our enemies and saying, well, I don't feel sorry for them a bit after all. They've done plenty of bad things to others, and what goes around comes around. The Lord expects us to have the same attitude he has. And the Bible says he takes no pleasure in the calamity of the wicked, but continually desires for even the most wicked person to turn from his way so that he can live and be blessed. God expects us to be this same way. That means instead of hoping that they get what they deserve, we're extended goodwill toward them. We're praying for them to be helped and blessed of the Lord. Having goodwill towards someone means more than just forgiving them and refusing to be bitter or wish them harm. Goodwill starts with those things, of course, but then goes even further. When we have goodwill towards someone, we make a choice to behave kindly toward them. We willfully choose to take satisfaction and delight in seeing them blessed. Webster dictionaries refer to goodwill as having understanding towards a person to offer a gesture of conciliation, to show courtesy or respect, to express enthusiasm over benefit received by another, to make an active effort to be friendly, peaceful, and compatible. Remember, the, this real love just isn't the absence of negative things like hatred, resentment, and unforgiveness. Love is the presence of goodness, kindness, and the blessing. Love is the presence of goodness, kindness, and the blessing. So check up on yourself every now and then and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you if you have ill will to, towards another. If so, don't be potent content just to forgive them and let the matter drop. Take another step. Let the Lord show you <clears throat> something loving and kind you can say or do for that person. Make an active effort to be courteous and friendly to them. Be like your father and, and extend goodwill towards the enemy. Goodwill towards your enemies. Not just your friends. Amen. And on December the 15th, it says, in Matthew 16, 24 to 25, New American Standard, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. Matthew six twenty four and 25. I notice a great number of people, even Christian people, are having trouble with depression these days. That in itself may not be denying new what is new towards new, however, is that professional worldly voices are now putting fancy names on it, calling a condition it, and making people think it's okay for them to have it. They're not just doing that with depression. Either they're doing it with things like anger, too, these days. I, 
Anger. Now the two. These days, if someone lets the anger get out of control, we excuse him and says he has road rage or airplane rage, an act of their and act as if they're victims of something that just can't be helped. As believers, we need to reject those kind of rationalizations. We should take those names the professionals are giving us. We shouldn't just submit to them and say, well, I guess I'm just a victim of clinical depression or chemical imbalance, and that's nothing I can do about it. Certainly, there's something we can do about it. First, we can get honest about those things, where they come from. Depression and rage of every kind are the of the devil. They are signs not that the devil is coming. The signs that the devil is coming to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. And we can stop him by digging into the Word of God, attending to it and obeying it, and by spending time following with the Lord into the Word of God, by digging into the Word of God, attending to it and obeying it, and by spending time fellowshipping with the Lord in prayer, we can rise up and resist the devil and opposition. And according to the Bible, he will flee from us. One way to resist the devil is to stop focusing on ourselves and focus instead on the Lord and the good things he has done for us. We can also get busy with our minds and bodies tending to someone besides ourselves. Most people who are depressed love have turned to, to vision. Most people who are depressed have tunnel vision. All they can see is themselves. Things just aren't right for me, they think. I don't feel good. I'm not doing well. I'm a failure. I'm unloved. I am mistreated. Anyone can get depressed if they think about themselves long enough. So stop thinking those kind of thoughts. If you're having trouble with depression... Make yourself get up and go do something to help someone else. Start giving of yourself and listening to the word of God day and night. Actively release your faith and expect God to move on you. Uh, actively release your faith and expect God to make you whole spirit, soul, and body. Attend to an act of the truth of God's love and that truth shall make you free amen the word of god thank you. forgive me everybody i was dozing off a little bit but we got through it amen and amen if we bless the lord O my soul this is psalm 103 bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget none of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, or he, he redeems his, her life from destruction. Everyone is doing it in Jesus' name. God bless you. I just dozed off again. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Have a good night.